Welcome back to Frameskip. This is episode 63. I am one of your hosts, S. Like House. Joined, as always, which is the most untrue thing ever, by Elijah Steele. Yep, I'm always here, every time, just lurking in the background. And George Loftus. What's up, buddy? No nicknames this week for anyone? I almost, I almost called you George Charles Manson Loftus. <laughs> Yeah, my my hair is out of control. For um, no reason at all. Seth is just going to start giving everybody serial killer names. <laughs> Elijah, Elijah Wayne Gacy. <laughs> you know, you, it's funny you mentioned that, but in a way, I have a tie to John Wayne Gacy, which is a comic book. It's not really a tie. And uh, I just need to be clear to listeners that it's not a tie. <laughs> in in a one shot issue of Wonderland, John Wayne Gacy is in it. That's not a Elijah tie. Elijah sold John Wayne Gacy the axe. It's not a tie. It's like it's a being, comic book. It's like me being like, I have a tie to John Wayne Gacy. I've got a pack of balloons in, in the kitchen. You know, it's like, and it just has his initials on it for some reason. Yeah, there's some old clown makeup in my bathroom. So yeah. Uh, on that note, <laughs> it's going to be one of those episodes, everyone. <laughs> this episode is going to be John Wayne crazy. <laughs> let's let's start off uh, the episode with a question from one of our friends, Raynor1337 or Adrian, if you prefer. That's what he wrote down. He said, I just have to have a reply to the things you guys said about the Steam Deck. Well, I'm in the majority and won't get one. I think it would be a great system to play some games that are more portable friendly, like Hades and the Final Fantasy games coming out on Steam. It's also pretty cheap compared to a bunch of other handheld PCs. Plus, according to Linus from Linus Tech Tips on his podcast, you can install Windows, Linux, and other operating systems and would be a great emulator. Anyway, those are my two cents on it. P.S. I'd love to be on the podcast if you can spare a guest, Elijah, and vouch for me. I'm pretty sure he might can. He's a cool dude. Elijah and Vouch. Or it was desperate and it was like, Elijah, man, vouch for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a problem with emails. You can never really get tone. So That's I'm sure he said he's in the majority and won't get one. Well, I think it's true that probably the majority of human beings will not get a Steam Deck. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a weird thing to say. No, no, I, 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 I get it. Because I think there was a lot of excitement around this Steam Deck. But I also think we're getting smarter as an audience and we're really good at regurgitating news points, which is mm-hmm. who is this for? Yes. And I think the who is this for was pretty compelling. Like this really seems like a like a niche device. And like I was yeah. thinking about it more today. And uh Adrian or Raynor six was there one, a number three three seven. One three three seven apology. Oh leap. Got it. Okay. Right? Is that? Oh late? yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay, cool. Um, I think you're totally fair with uh, your critique of our critique of the Steam Deck. I think Coach said he was really excited about it once they get like the Dolphin emulator to run on it, which I 110 percent agree with. Um, but I think this device is most valuable to people who are really invested in a Steam library, and so it's like if you already have a Steam library, mm-hmm. and like I've had Steam for. 12 years now and like i've got maybe a dozen games you know like i'm just not 
super compelled to grab this. And like every game that I want to play pretty much, except for real-time strategy games, is also available on other platforms. It's just kind of a pain to play them compared to on a PC. Um, so I think that was like where we were sort of coming from, especially after like a new generation debuted. Um, this is $50 more, I think, than like the OLED Switch, which I find this a lot more compelling than an OLED Switch. But at the same time, like the Vita was only $50 more than the 3DS. And how did that turn out? <laughs> you know? Right, um, right. And so I don't I did I personally I can't speak for Coach or Austin I didn't mean to sound down on it so I uh, I apologize if that Vita was... turned out turned out to be an amazing handheld device that should have blown the competition away but yeah it was I not blame, good there. blame Sony for that one buddy it was, oh, it I was, do. It was almost it was almost as good as the PSP um I've really come so... around sorry I used to love the Vita and now I'm all about the PSP uh so I didn't mean to sound down on the the Steam Deck I don't think anyone was down on it but it was also like man I just bought an Oculus man I just bought a PlayStation 5, man, I'm planning to buy a Series X. Do I really need an additional several hundred dollar device? And do I need to like invest in a new ecosystem when I've already invested in these other ecosystems? So for me, I'm like 50-50 on the Steam Deck because my current situation is that I can play my Steam games from anywhere already with Steam Link. And it works really well as long as you have a stable connection. Um, but because it's a PC, there's weird things that happen all the time, right? And if something weird happens on your PC at home because you're remote, you're essentially just remote playing into it through a remote desktop connection, it'll just like probably five times this week I've had a situation where my PC. I've been trying to play Final Fantasy 14 remotely from my Steam link and I'm not home and I'll try to log in and all of a sudden it'll freeze, shut down and then it'll go offline. And when I come home, my computer is on the login screen. So it actually crashed my whole computer and made it restart. And I don't know why that's happening, but it's like one of those weird PC quirks. You know, it's like weird stuff happens on PCs sometimes and you always cannot account for it. So as far as that goes, like Steam Link works super well to the point where I feel like I don't need a Steam Deck. But also, I'm like, man, if I had one, I would have to deal with any of this. I'm talking zero latency. Like, I don't know. I, I'm really interested in it. I, I did end up getting on the pre pre order as it would, I was finally able to put the five dollars down and get in that list. So I'm excited for that. When the time comes, maybe I'll buy it. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Now, I wasn't here last week to be able to give my I I got my reserve and that the day it went up. The Steam Deck is perfect for me because like I play my consoles at the same desk I have my computer. So if I'm choosing between console or computer, I'm going to play my PlayStation or Xbox or whatever. But what the Steam Deck is going to be perfect for for me is not like the new AAA games coming out and such, but the exclusives that just don't quite come out on other consoles. Uh, like I was looking through my own steam library and there are so many games here that, that I'm like, you know what, when I get a steam deck, I'll gladly try this out while I'm laying in bed or whatever. Um, and also I'm a huge fan of FMV games and there are a ton of them on steam and that's the perfect kind of game. And it's like, Oh, I want to lay in bed because it's almost like, you know, watching an episode of a TV show before I go to bed, but just kind of 
having my choices impact the show. So like different stuff like that. There's so many horror games on, for example, I just heard of one today called, I think it's draft of darkness that comes out at the end of this week. And it's literally like a deck building card survival horror game, which sounds awesome. God, you're such a nerd. Uh, <laughs> yes i am but like that is the perfect thing that i would play on handheld not on my actual computer so that's why the steam deck is going to be perfect for me it's going to be all these like smaller games and not so much the big AAA games they're going to come out on everything so if i want one of those i have a console dedicated to it whatever this is going to be perfect for the games that don't require like all this technical prowess or anything like that. And I'll play a lot more of my steam games that way. Now, uh, Elijah, have you tried steam link? I haven't because and grant, I haven't tried steam link, so I can't, you know, I hear you say it works really good. I just, every other wireless thing I've tried has not worked great. Um, whether it be, and as shocking as it sounds, actually Stadia worked better for me than uh, xCloud. Uh, xCloud I, I have, have had problems with. Uh, I can play Halo Reach, but only if it's on like an easier difficulty. Because that allows me to get hit a little more from the game kind of fudging up. Uh, but even Stadia, I haven't had a good time with. And there's all a mixture of trying on uh wi-fi just on my you know normal phone connection um i think i tried stadia on my pc once even and it didn't play the best and i'm like you're literally plugged in to a like at the time it was like 200 megabit internet why are you still doing this so like i I, I grant, like you said, I haven't given Steam Link a try. I just have been so burned by these streaming options and even remote play on PlayStation. I'll be laying in my bed doing remote play and being like, why is this not working great? That's really funny because, like, I've had great experiences with PlayStation now and, um, I don't think I noticed it as much. The only game I've ever remote played and, like, it worked pretty amazing because I was like, two miles away at the school I was going to and like my, I left my PlayStation four on at home and I was playing Skyrim and granted I was, you know, God level in Skyrim at that point. So like nothing really <laughs> affected me. Um, so I didn't notice any sort of lag. Like I, I chalked any sort of like damage I took as up to like me playing with friends, drinking beers, playing on my laptop, you know, like I was just like, Oh, we're just messing around. Like this isn't real. Um, and so because like I again I totally see the appeal of Steam Deck. I think it's awesome. I think it's nifty. One thing that doesn't concern me because like I don't really care to be honest. But um, you know the whole like mentality about like if you're not hustling, you're you're losing. You know like if you're not like being productive every second of every day, then mm-hmm. you're just like sort of like failing. I kind of like the ritual about games and the fact that like. Switch is obviously an exception, but, like, I mostly play my Switch docked these days anyway. But, like, just the idea of, like, sitting down to play games as opposed to, like, having a handheld thing where it's just, like, oh, it's bedtime, you got this, uh, why don't you get a couple 
couple rounds in of something, you know, like it's just like the idea mm-hmm. of like it monopolizing your time. And I think phone games are specifically designed because they know they're just like little mess around things. At least the games I play, right. like I don't play anything yeah. too intense on my phone. It's mostly just like puzzle games or like Angry Birds or something. Um, but like the idea of like this being just like a full gaming console where like you can't escape intense gaming situations at any moment now, you know, like that. Again, it's I don't find it concerning. It's just like one of those things where like I don't know if I'm like I don't know if I want that, you know, like I don't know if I want that that limitation erased from my my gaming uh diet right now you know like my gaming mm-hmm. structure how, how i like to engage with the hobby so because yeah, of that I understand. i'm less interested too i understand exactly what you're saying because i struggle with um playing bigger games portably too where i'm like man how much time do i have to dedicate to this you know if, if i sit down do i have five minutes 30 minutes an hour where i'm gonna sit there i'm gonna, I'm gonna mess with this thing i'm gonna have to like like get it started up and have to go through the loading screens and whatnot. And I'm like, ah, by the time I get everything done, I would just rather browse through Facebook or, or Instagram or something like that. You know? Um, yeah. But I will say this actually leads right into what, one of the things I want to talk about this week was like, I spent this week uh, dabbling in all the different streaming services. <clears throat> well, not all of them. I, I can't play X cloud because X cloud doesn't have compatibility with your PC yet. Um, but I was messing around with PlayStation Remote Play, um, Steam Link, and Google Stadia. And out of all of them, I found that Google Stadia works the best by far. Um, I played Google Stadia. There's a, a game on there called Kronos uh, Before the Ashes. Mm-hmm. It's a prequel to Remnant from the Ashes, which is a game that I, I love very much. and it's a it's a souls like, but not as hard. It, it's it, I would call it like a souls light, almost. And um, Cute. yeah, and uh, it, it works great on Stadia. I I was I was having a blast with that. And then there's another game I remember vaguely hearing about, like Pixel Junk Heroes or something like that. Oh yeah, that game sucks. <laughs> I mean, that's legitimately terrible. I hate that game. Um, I, I mean, I assume that's like Pixel Junk. Shoot, pixel junk shooter and like same same family as all those like the PlayStation I would imagine. Games. that's my guess yeah, yeah I, I just yeah i agree I, I i want to i'm like really glad it's there but man just again like zero interest in yeah checking that <laughs> stuff out again uh yeah not not, not fun at all i played that i tried i really tried to play that for a while and then it just wasn't happening but google Stadia actually has the elder scrolls online that is available for purchase and i already have a elder scrolls online account that I was, I was pretty far in, so I bought that on Google Stadia, and I was playing it. I'm like, this is pretty sweet, because now I can just play Elder Scrolls Online anywhere. And I was playing over a 4G connection, so I was like, wow, that, that's that's actually pretty cool and a very handy little uh, thing. Here's my problem with Google Stadia: the pro service is ten dollars a month, but the games themselves are pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not like discount games. You're essentially paying $60 for any game you want to play. And for me, that's just way too much money because although I, I, I will say, yes, it worked very well. It's not the optimal experience and it never will be. The optimal mm-hmm. experience is going to be 
downloaded or disc in your console playing directly and not over a stream connection. So I I do have a problem with Google Stadia charging full price for their games um, on top of the of the monthly fee. But other than that, yeah, it, it did work pretty well to the point where I was barely I'm barely able to notice any latency at all. Uh, Steam Link is the second one I would say in second place with that. Steam Link works when it does work; it works pretty well, depending on how strong the connection you have. The the and low when it latency. Uh, sign out like of your computer. That's what I'm saying. When it does work, when yeah. when it, when it does work, it works pretty well. Um, and at that at this point, when when I'm playing over Wi-Fi, like uh, last night I was laying in bed playing Dark Souls three. Um, I don't notice any latency on Steam Link at all. And then in the last place, very clearly PlayStation. Um, Remote play just has what it seems like an a, like a quarter second input delay that you cannot work around. That there is just almost nothing you can do to get rid of that quarter second input delay. I've tried playing from my computer, which is hardwired into Ethernet. <clears throat> I've tried on my phone, um, and I've tried on my Vita TV, and there is just. It, it seems like whatever, however that system works, it's just going to have a quarter second input delay no matter what, which pretty much removes the ability to play anything that requires fast reflexes, mm-hmm. like, like a shooting game or a racing game. So that that does suck. But thankfully, those that that's not a problem as long as you have a strong connection on the other two services. Like I said, I haven't played xCloud, and I know Austin has previously stated that the remote play is a lot better on PS5 but I, I can't confirm it or not. I mean, I, that's again, that's funny. Cause like I, I had pretty positive experiences doing it on PlayStation four, uh, like to my MacBook. Um, I do think it's interesting though, just because like you look at things like shooters on PSP, right? Like I'm thinking like uh, resistance retribution, which was like a generally well-regarded game, but like they had to build it differently to compensate for the fact that you only had like one thumbstick, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering like, because streaming is seemingly the future of games, right? I would imagine that's what they're they're banking on. So, like, is this going to influence game design going forward? You know, like, is there going to be, like, a PlayStation, maybe not remote play, but maybe, like, a streaming exclusive uh, sh- shooter game or, like, an xCloud exclusive shooter game um, that's built inherently different because of the mechanism of its delivery, you know? And it's like, that's... Again, I don't care. Like, I, I'm not concerned about it. I, I don't care. I think it's interesting to think about, though, about, like, how technology has always influenced games. But, like, what about, like, the way you engage with games? Will it change that? Yeah. Um, I think I think it's going to have to because I do think that's the reason we have smaller hard drives um, this generation than we should. Obviously, less than a terabyte on PlayStation 5, I think, is insane. But I do think that PlayStation and Xbox are both banking on their respective st- streaming services um, in order to carry them through the generation and not have to worry about storage. The problem with that is that, yeah, it doesn't look as good. And I just don't think it, it's it's not going to. You know, that's just the thing that you have to come around to is that it's just not going to look as good. Having a steady 4K stream that's 60 frames per second over video that's streaming, you know, 300 miles away or wherever the closest data center is, is just not feasible. So these things do get downscaled 
and you do see some pixelation once in a while, especially when the, when the connection gets choppy. And, you know, if that's the case and then they want to go towards that, then what was the point of upgrading our consoles to begin with? You know, because all these beautiful games that are coming out, well, they're not going to look that, that beautiful. They're, they're going to look mild at best. So, I don't know. Uh, I, uh... So I just wanted to give an update on the whole, I don't know if you can see my phone right now in the video. Uh, I have remote play on my PS5 up yes. right now, which is right next to me. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten a little lag. And it's like, why? Yeah. Now, are you connecting via, not, I think direct connection is only available through Vita, isn't it? I don't think you can do that with your phone. I th- you might be able to. Yeah, I I don't think you can with your phone. I think it, yeah. it's only over Wi-Fi. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I'm I'm, sta- I'm sitting right next to it, and I'm it's overall working well, but I am getting some lag. From my experience, PlayStation's lag is something that you can compensate for in something like RPGs, but mm-hmm. it would be almost unplayable for something like a like a Twitch shooter or a racing game. Yeah. Before. But yeah, I don't know, man. It, it's interesting because I do think streaming is the future. Unless you're but playing, I don't think Burnout the United 3. States has the Let's... infrastructure. <laughs> yeah, Burnout Three. Sorry, I think. Sorry, I think I've got lag on on my podcast. But like, unless you're playing like you know the best racing game, then then it won't be a problem. The best racing game, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think streaming is the future. I just don't think the United States has the infrastructure. Maybe someplace like uh, South Korea streaming would work a lot better where they actually took care of their uh, data lines and it didn't have uh, AT&T guzzling up money that was supposed to go to data lines. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a data cap. So yeah, the data, the data caps are interesting because I recently found out that Comcast was planning on bringing um, data caps to my area and then they pushed it back to 2022. So I was like, Hmm. Man, I, I had data caps in San Francisco and it sucked. You know, like I had to like specifically plan out when to download my PlayStation Plus games. Like it was, yeah. it, it sucked. And like it basically got to the point where I had to pay like an extra 40 to 50 bucks a month because like my girlfriend was working from home. She was streaming TV all the time. I was streaming TV all the time when I was doing work from home. And then I would like try to download or play games and it just like, oh man, like, okay, um, I guess. I'll download Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the first as opposed to like, you know, the day mm-hmm. it came out because I was already so close to uh to my data limit. And like it, it sucks, man. And like they lifted the data cap during like the first months of COVID. And it's like you could have always done this and, oh, you, yeah. and you chose Absolutely. not to. Yeah, no, yeah. I knew they I knew they could. But like the fact that they did, it's like you you I'm sorry, Austin, you sons of like why? <laughs> why would you put like this fake artificial limitation it's not water like we're not gonna run out of internet you dumbasses like no no we're not and dude it it, the data cap thing makes me so angry because yeah this is something that is 100 negatively affecting everyday life for people because our lives revolve around internet now like Mm -hmm. more and more people are constantly cutting the cord and not watching, you know, network television. They're watching their Netflix or Hulu or whatever. 
So they're bringing, they are bringing in massive amounts of data. And it's something that, despite these old lines that these guys never fixed, they should be able to handle. And they're like, oh, no, this only affects the top 0.5% of people that are, are taking advantage of the system. Yeah, BS. Like, like absolutely not. Absolute nonsense. Um, no, man, I had to pay 50 bucks because I downloaded Master Chief Collection and Halo 5, like, the month I got yeah. my Xbox. I just had to pay extra that month. It sucked. Yeah. It sucked. And it's it's... I'm like on spectrum now, which thankfully doesn't have any data caps. And so I'm just going like hog wild, man. Like I'm always like, yeah, I'll download that update right now. Just in case they implement data caps tomorrow. <laughs> like, Yeah. I, I, um, <laughs> I have an Xfinity uh, phone service right now through Comcast. And I am so sure that my unlimited data plan is going to get capped at some point that I'm just like planning out when I can switch Google Fi because I know I know Comcast is going to screw me at some point. It's just it's a matter of time, right? Yeah. Comcast, AT&T, worst companies in America. L- literally like these guys are the big evil companies in America and I know that at some point Comcast cuz I have Comcast internet too. They're going to screw me as well. And that and then that sector cuz they've already done it. I already had I had uh, 20 megabit per sec and internet at my old place. That's all I needed, right? I, like that's all, I, that's all I needed. I didn't really care about anything more. And they, it was originally fifty bucks a month, and they kept raising the price and raising the price until it was like seventy bucks a month, right? And then at, when they raised it to seventy, they sent me a little packet of information that had all the data plans, and at ninety dollars a month, I could get gigabit internet. And I called the guy, and I was like, "Okay, so you guys absolutely just." swindled me for $20 more a month. I can, I can get gigabit internet. He's like, huh? Yeah, I get that a lot. I'm like, of course you do. (laughs) Of course you do, because you guys are absolute criminals. What what do you want me to say? Well, that and like my, with like with the data cap stuff, I was paying like 170 a month, like whenever I went over. So like my normal plan was like 120 and I kept looking at it being like, what can I cut? I was like, I should just cut cable. And then like, I was getting like, you know, ESPN, MTV, like I was getting like all the stuff I like wanted. And then I like talked to a guy about like, okay, so how much like would it really cost to like get rid of this and like just focus on internet with like unlimited, like true unlimited. Cause like you could just pay an extra 50 bucks a month and not deal with data caps. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. So like what would I have to get rid of to make it so that with the data cap limit, I would still be paying what I'm paying now. And he's just like, honestly, if you cut all your cable, you'd be saving $17 a month. I'm like, just get the hell out of here, man. Like, are you serious? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, all right, for 17, yeah, I'll watch every football game. I'll watch every, like, local basketball game. Like, screw you guys. Like, or I just, it's things, like, this is always my comparison. It's always, like, to healthcare, where it's just, like, x-rays were invented in, like, the 1870s. So why do they, why does it still cost $150 to get one? You know, like, shouldn't, shouldn't they be $10 at this point? $5? I don't know, free at this point? Like, it's just, like. It's just such like an ingrained thing in like medical science, x-rays, and it's been done for a century and a half. And like cable is like really not that different. Like internet, I guess you could argue it's like, oh, it's only been around for 30 years. It's like, okay, sure. I guess that's the same. Uh, But it's like, dude, like aren't things supposed to get easier? Aren't they supposed to get like more affordable? And if it's not like, shouldn't your service at least be more reliable? Like I had so many outages with Comcast. It was almost daily. Like it was preposterous it was ridiculous i was so furious but my landlord signed an exclusivity deal where i could only get comcast in that building 
Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's, pretty, it, it's pretty disgusting, man. Um, and you know, I'm very much a libertarian and 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 stuff. I want the government to kind of just stay away. But in this case, I do think like if we had any non bias, non non you know paid out government officials, they could step in and you know be like, hey, you guys need to stop whatever you're doing because you basically got Comcast and AT and T. They're huge monopolies, and anytime anyone else tries to use, um, it tries to build up an internet company like Google tried this, they file lawsuits against them to stop it, to halt that progress. Well, that and they have like non-compete clauses, right? Like, yeah, uh, Spectrum was Time Warner. I don't know how many international listeners were boring to death. Um, we got a Brazilian fan, right? <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe I don't know. Um, but just the fact that like. I could only get Comcast in San Francisco because they signed a non-compete clause with Time Warner to never have Time Warner there. And it's like, doesn't that really sort of like defeat the whole capitalist market everyone says they love so much if you're not even going to invite competition? And like New York is Comcast, Boston is Comcast, LA is Time Warner, I think Philly is Comcast. You know, like it's just like, Every city has been carved up by these multi-billion dollar telecommunication companies. And there's in, just in my area, you can only get service electric cable vision. That's it. I can't get Comcast or anything even. I've never even heard of them. There's a reason. Uh, that's ridiculous. And sorry, like I know we've like gone off like a super tangent, but it is all related. And it all does sort of like go back to I don't know if we have the technology to really support streaming. And it's just one of those things where like, I don't want to knock the ambition of people who are trying to make it an improved service. But like, I just don't think we're, we're there yet. I I think it's probably going to be like another 15 years and like major public policy shifts to actually. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like in order for the United States to handle something like streaming, as far as like the main way we play video games, it's going to require like I said, the government to step in and stop AT&T and Comcast from doing what they always do, which is cashing checks to politicians and stopping com- competitors from rising up. Like they single handedly stopped Google fiber from I- expanding across the United States. And Google fiber was, I think like 50 bucks a month or a hundred bucks a month for completely unlimited. Something fiber like internet. that. It was super good. Yeah. And it was awesome. And AT&T and Comcast were like, yo, <laughs> hold up. We can't have you doing that right now. And that was Google. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Like, that's what's the opposite of hopeful? <laughs> Hopeless? Like <laughs> Despair. Yeah, like if one of the biggest companies in the history of the world can get shut down by those jackasses in Philly. Like, it's just like, oh my god, like what hope is there? <laughs> you know, yeah. like uh, Absolutely frustrating. It's super frustrating. That's why we're all just going to move to South Korea, where they care about internet. Yeah, I mean, and, and honestly, like I subscribe to PlayStation now. I've got like a decent enough experience, but like if I'm playing a game I really enjoy, and it's like a PlayStation Three game, like I want to go on eBay and see how much that game costs. You know, like yeah. it's basically just like my demo station at this point, which is dumb to pay for, but like they know it because they made every PlayStation Four game downloadable on PlayStation now, you know? Oh, really? Every single one? Every single one. Wow. Well, every single game that's on the service. Sorry. I don't Yeah. Uh, but like you can download that to your PlayStation 4 or your PlayStation 5. I did not know that. And wow. the and uh, only PS2, PlayStation The yeah. PS2 classics are 
downloadable as well because they're the PS4 version. Huh. Yeah, and so it's like literally just PlayStation 3 games that can't be streamed. Listen, I've had great experiences with, um, I don't want to say streaming services, but like the subscription services for gaming. I mean, Game Pass, um, EA has their thing as well. EA's one is great because like you get oh, yeah. all the EA games for I think it's like five bucks a month, and that I I have like Jedi Fallen Order and Battlefront Two on my PS4 and like that, that's awesome, um, and of course Game Pass goes without saying. But yeah, I've had great experiences with those things. But I'll probably start. I need to start cutting down because my bank account is just draining super quickly right now because I have so many subscription services lined up. Like I think I have four anime subscription services right now. And I'm like, because me and my girlfriend are both huge anime fans. I'm like, hey, listen, <laughs> Bro, just uh, just get just get a VPN and just torrent. <laughs> well, yeah, but ever since I started making like like actual adult money, I've tried not to be scummy with no, like, I, how I, I do things. I understand. I, I say that, but like I haven't torrented anything in like 10 years. So like I, I yeah. completely get it. And also yeah. like what sucks is like I'm with you because like I am subscribed to like the DC Comics app. I'm subscribed to the Marvel app. But man, I can only use one at a time, you know, <laughs> like and that, yeah. and that and that sucks. And that's another reason realized... why, like the Steam Deck, I'm like, well, I can't do that before I go to bed because then I just won't ever read comic books anymore. And I <laughs> then I'll like I then I can't justify the subscription to Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, I um I just realized I was subscribed to Amazon Music the other day, and I have no idea how that happened. But apparently, I'm subscribed to Amazon Music. He has so many subscriptions; he doesn't even know all of his subscriptions. I don't like. I have to go through my bank account and look at all the subscriptions. I think I'm subscribed to ESPN. And I don't know why. So you probably got it for a fight one night. Probably. So yeah, that, that's how my brother-in-law got subscribed to ESPN Plus. <laughs> Elijah, I have a question for you. Yes. While we're about to switch topics, when does Doki Doki Literature Club get good? <laughs> Because I, I swear to God, I'm like an hour and a half into this game, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't really care about any of this. What is the last thing? That, how many poems have you written? Two. Okay. So you're about two thirds of the way before the turn. I mean, I, I keep hearing everybody. I've never heard a single bad thing about the game, but I'm telling you what. It, it, this is pushing me to my absolute limit of tolerance. I'm sitting here, like, reading this story, falling asleep every single time I try it. I can only handle it in, like, 45-minute blocks. That's fair. Um, yeah. The first... Eh, depending how long it takes you to get through it, between two hours and two and a half hours are very, very schoolgirl visual novel yeah that's exactly what it is it's just a schoolgirl dating sim visual novel and i'm like i don't think i can and then it hits the fan that's what i hear thank you for being so delicate about the game to talk about it without talking about it and i especially love that you had to ask the question sincerely how many poems have you written <laughs> <laughs> I, I I figured that was the best way to figure out. All right, this is roughly where he's at. Super which diplomatic. Means, yeah. Um, yeah, no it it it's one of those games. If someone drops off before it happens, I totally understand because it can be hard to get through. 
But at the same time, the first time I played it, I'm like, I know it gets weird, but also I I need to be nice to Yuri. I really I really I really want to hang out with her more. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, really, I, I, I like Yuri, too. That's really funny, though, because that's like how uh, like Alfred Hitchcock talked about suspense. And he's like, it's not suspenseful to show a bomb blowing up a family eating at a dinner table. It's suspense to show them eating dinner and then to show the bomb counting down and to keep cutting back and forth between the family eating and everything being normal and seeing the timer go down. Like, that's suspense. Anyone can blow up a table. Um, And so it's just like, you know something's going to happen. And so you're just like, I assume it's almost like exhausting, just like waiting in anticipation for for things to turn. Is it it now? Is it now? That was strange. Is that, is this the beginning? Like, is it happening? Like, it sounds... It sounds exhausting. Yeah, so the, the weird thing is that there's almost nothing strange that's even going on. It's just a, a, a pretty typical schoolgirl dating sim. And I'm like, okay, well, so like in this after the second poem that I wrote, there's like some drama that, that's going on. Like these girls are like arguing, but I'm like, this is a classic high school environment. So there's nothing weird that's happening at all so far. So there has been the occasional weird thing, but unless you know basically the outcome of the game in a way you don't recognize that at the beginning because like the second time i played it i was like i noticed I'm like oh okay so yeah there there is some stuff going on but just because you don't know you don't know what you don't know yes because you don't know what you don't know you don't know <laughs> Very descriptive <laughs> uh, and helpful. Hey, man, we got to be conscious of spoilers for our listeners. Um, I I wouldn't be so. So like gung ho about this game if I didn't genuinely think that it's all worth it. I had to stop my girlfriend because she kept dropping like she gets really excited about things and she wants to tell me about them. And I'm playing through Doki Doki Literature Club, and the one girl popped up, and she goes, "That's the one you gotta watch out for." And I'm like, <laughs> "You gotta, you can't tell me that. You gotta stop." <laughs> I'm like, "You please, you know, like I understand you're excited, but like, I, I, if I, if you tell me, I'm not gonna experience this." Again. I, I also will say, how what are you playing it on? Uh, PS4. No, well, no, I'm playing it on Steam through my link on the on the couch. So okay. Um, do you have? The free one or the new one that came out? I have the free one. Good. Why? That is like if it is someone's first time playing, that is the one you want to play. Why? You don't know yet. I'm just gonna melt down. <laughs> Once I mean, this, you finish this is the so game, frustrating, you this, understand this, it so this much is more. So frustrating. It's like telling someone to watch your favorite show, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm trying," but I'm like, a couple, three episodes in, I'm just not feeling. It. It's like, well, it gets really good in season three, and you're like, "Dude, screw, yeah. screw you, man!" Like, yeah, the the only difference is season three of a show is like ten more hours. Yeah, I think I finished the my first time playing Doki Doki when it was all said and done. It was like four and a half hours. Yeah. That's still like a big commitment. Yeah. Well, when he's already an hour and a half in roughly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's fair. That, that is. Um, 
and contextually it's well it's just less, like if you're reading a book you're not into you're like oh, but it's only 120 more pages but it's like it's supposed to be a really good book dude do you guys <laughs> want to hear about one of the great austin eller betrayals of all time i do now which one yeah. <laughs> austin, austin eller our co-host and producer who we once love dearly con- once convinced me to watch hunter hunter the anime <laughs> and it, I, it's like 120 episodes long dude and i was watching it and i'm like all right austin's like he austin's like you love dbz you love all these shonen anime this is the one for you you're gonna love it i'm like sweet so i'm watching arc by arc we're talking about it. i'm like yeah i'm not really feeling it yet man he goes just wait just wait just wait and every arc i i'll, I'll i message him i'm like yeah I'm, not, I'm still not really into it and i'm and then I get through like the final arc, and there's like ten episodes left. I know I've watched like 120, like 110 episodes of this show so far, right? Like I'm, I, I, I am deeply committed to these last ten episodes. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that last arc was kind of a letdown too, man. I'm not really sure if I like it or not. He goes, then he texts me and goes, yeah, you're probably just not gonna like it at this point. Then. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I never finished the last 10 episodes of that show just because I'm like, okay, this sucks. I Principle hate of the matter at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's only 40 hours of my life. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like 10 episodes into Hunter Hunter. It's, it's fine. It's all build up and no payoff is, is what it is. Like the fights are very disappointing. To me. It's just edging the anime. It, yeah. Isn't that the like description of Shonen? It's all build up. Most of the time, there's a payoff. No, yeah, most of the time there's a payoff. There's a lot of buildup, but dude, there's always a payoff in Good Shonen. When Goku turns Super Saiyan Uh, and starts blasting Frieza, I I, I didn't mention Good Shonen. I just said Shonen. Yeah, yeah, true. I like I. I'm not an anime guy. I'm not going to pretend to be. Like, start being one. It's not too late. It's not too late to be a better person. No, it's fine. Um, like I love Gundam. I like I've forgotten more about Gundam than most people will ever know, and I'm I'm cool with that being my my thing. Turns out he's Alzheimer's. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Severe (laughs) severe dementia. (laughs) What was Zex Marquise's mobile suit called? (laughs) Um, I've watched the first like three seasons of My Hero. And I've watched the first, like, ten episodes of Hunter x Hunter. And I, like, really can't tell a difference between those two shows. All right. Well, get out. (laughs) Well, no, it's just... Hunter x Hunter just seems like my hero. (laughs) Like, it just... I've, like I've, stru- structurally, it, it seems like the same show. But like, I've I'm come, I'm more interested in that than I am my hero. I've well, come so, to acknowledge I'm not really into shonen anime. Like I like DBZ, but that's it. My thing with my hero that I think is absolutely wonderful and fascinating is it's the Japanese take on Western superheroes, and I think that is just so fascinating and interesting. Like All Might's attacks are named after states. He's essentially the Superman of that world, and he's like, oh, Wisconsin smash! <laughs> I'm like, the person writing this has probably never even seen Wisconsin. <laughs> but, but he's like, that's exactly what an American would say. Most people outside of Wisconsin <laughs> haven't seen Wisconsin. True. True. Um, but, and then there's, like, dudes that have, like, there's there's a guy named Best Genist, 
And his whole thing is that he shoots jeans out of his hands. <laughs> his, his whole outfit is a giant jean suit. Well, he's not in the first game. <laughs> like, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, what were we it, talking about? Yu-Gi-Oh! was shown, right? Yeah, I think technically. Okay, then there are there is a second shonen I like. Yeah, I think I think technically Yu-Gi-Oh! is a shonen. The two angriest I've ever been at like entertainment. One is Twilight, and I think it was the fourth movie. Uh, my girlfriend and I we did like oh, a yeah. marathon one Thanksgiving because they were like all on Amazon Prime. We just spent all day cooking and just like watching movies and just got day drunk. And like <laughs> it got to like that fi- it yeah. got to that final battle. And it turns out that final battle was just like a twinkle in someone's eyes. Movie five. That was movie five. Of, of oh, okay, yeah. And I think that's like probably the most frustrated I've ever been in my entire life at entertainment. And then the second most frustrated was during Yu-Gi-Oh! When like they had like the Battle City tournament arc in season two. And then it just ends. And then it goes into season three. And they like stop to like refuel the blimp. And I'm like, all right, man. Hell yeah. We're going to see uh, we're going to see the showdown. And then they get sucked into a computer simulation and the entire season is just them trying to get out of a computer. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Like they just had like a 50 episode like stall to like wait to figure out what was happening like with Merrick. And I'm just like, I hate all of you so much. It's funny you say that because that's the exact same thing that happens in Hunter (laughs) Hunter. (laughs) There's a giant arc dedicated to them getting sucked into a computer game. Is that is that real? Yes. (laughs) God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's as soon as George hears that, he just drinks the rest of his glass. I don't know yeah, why. God. I'm just gonna get super drunk and just watch Evangelion again. Like it's just one of those things where like, well, I'm depressed now. So I'm gonna go get depressed or That's I, another that's another anime betrayal where everyone told me to watch Evangelion and I'm like, well At least it's like, like at least this. it's like twenty six and done, you know? Like 26 and done. And then again, Austin Eller told me I had to watch the three movies after it. And I'm like, I'm not doing this again, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, you've already burned what good faith you've had. So who's betrayed you more? Because I feel like Elijah probably recommends more video games to you. And not Austin really. recommends more not, anime. To not you. really, because I fully will say I really enjoy this game. It's a bad game. You won't like it. Yeah. Okay. He does say that. That's why, like, Doki Doki Literature Club, that the fact that I'm saying get to this point sh- is showing him I actually think this is worth it, like, legitimately. I'm, like, still in the doghouse with my girlfriend because I recommended she watch a movie called Gross Point Blank, like, years ago. Because <laughs> she's like, oh, I can't sleep. I don't know what to watch on Netflix. I'm like, Gross Point Blank, great movie. And she's, like, still mad about that. And, like, I'm so flustered because like i think that movie's fantastic is it an, is it like an artsy movie or something no like, no it's john cusack is like he he like I disappeared love- his prom night and like joined the military and then like became a hitman and then he like goes back to his high school for his 10-year reunion while people are trying to kill him and it's so it's like movie. him trying to like maintain a secret identity in his old high school seeing his old friends while also dodging hitmen. Like it's like a dark comedy. It's real like I love that movie. I think it's great. Speaking of John Cusack, there is a John Cusack movie I really want to watch again, and I cannot for the life of me remember the name of it. 1408, Runaway Jury. No, that hotel is great. That hotel movie that he's stuck in a hotel and he can't get out of it. I love that movie. Isn't that 1408? 
it might be. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that's a different hotel. Uh, I was thinking like Identity, I think is the. Oh, wait, that might be the one I'm thinking of. Is okay. the one where he has like multiple identities and one of them is killing the other identities? I mean, it sounds like it. You also just described Jet Li's the one. <laughs> and kind of slander. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, you did. <laughs> while we're on it, the one great movie. fantastic movie. Great movie, dude. Fantastic. Like the end of it, where he's just standing there on the hill with everybody, and just like, "Come get me!" And Blood Brothers by Papa Roach starts playing. Has great there movie. ever Incredible. been a bad Jet Li movie? I don't think so. Forbidden I- Kingdom. I, think, um, I, think no, his, I, I honestly think his worst one might be Lethal Weapon Mummy? 4. No. Jet no, Lee's, Mummy, Mummy, no. Th- Mummy 3 was... Jet Li blesses everything. It's better, mo- better than most Better than most movies. Four. No, it was, it was Mummy 3. Where he was the dragon guy? Yeah. That's definitely... I haven't watched a Mummy movie. That's, that's definitely That three. came out when I... Dude, yo, we're about... I'm about to settle but no, this John Cusack movie, it's super good. It's basically, he has like nine different identities and one of them is killing off the other identities. And the identities are basically getting together to try and figure out who is doing it. I love that movie. I saw it uh, once and like, the film was great. Alright, so like I said, it's The Mummy 3. Yep, just like Seth said. <laughs> I actually don't think it's identity. I think it's a All different right. one. <laughs> Ironically, I think it is the one. I think that's what you're talking about. No, that's that's Jet Li. God, I love that movie. I can't remember who are the, who are the two guys going after Jet Li. Jet Li. Well, what Jet was Li. Jason, Jason Statham. Statham? That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and his partner gets killed. That's why he like Jason Statham's all. I gotta ask. I gotta ask a question before we go any further. Wasn't Samuel L. Jackson a scary butler in 1408? Yes. He, That's what well, I thought. Well, he ran the hotel. That's what I thought. He was, he was like a scary... He was like... What, what are those? Bell... Bell... Bellhop? Bellhop. That was what I was looking for. Concierge? Concierge. Concierge. Remember in The Office when Michael Scott thought they were hookers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh great, my god, so show. good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alright, well... <laughs> what? Anything you guys want to talk about before we wrap the show up? Um, did you guys play any games this week besides like Doki Doki? Uh, before we do that, it is identity. Strand at a desolate Nevada motel during a nasty rainstorm. Ten strangers become acquainted with each other when they realize that they're being killed off one by one. I think I may have spoiled the movie by saying they're all him. Oh but... god! <laughs> oh, well, there you go. You well, guys don't have to watch it anymore. We did you? Wow, you just Doki Doki. You just reverse Doki Doki. Everyone. I didn't say who the killer is. <laughs> The I didn't say who the killer is. I mean, it's John Cusack, right? <laughs> uh, to answer to answer your question, George, anyway. I did. I played a, a really cool new game. Um, it's new for me, anyway. I don't know. It, it's really fun. I'm really enjoying it. It's called Final Fantasy XIV. Um, I played a really cool new game. It's Ever called Warcraft One. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think I'm gonna like it a lot. It's it's really grabbed my interest. So I, I I'm, I'm gonna keep playing that. It's like on sale right now. Also, like we gotta talk about the problem with these sales that they do. There's like over twelve hundred items on sale on PlayStation Network. Like, oh yeah, and you try to go through the list, and you're like, it's too much, man. Like, I think about three of them, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna stop there. Like, that's enough things. Like, have I'd say two hundred is like your max. 
200 things a week and then just do like a yeah. rotation. That will get people to come back each week to see if the thing they want is on sale the next week. You know, 1200 is just too much. My mind immediately went to when you're like, I think 200 is the max. I'm like, George, I'm not buying 200 games. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree with you, dude, because sometimes I'll open PlayStation and look at the, the sales and I'll just go down like the list of just, just games. And I'm like, I don't even know like where to start with some of this crap. Because a lot of it is just crap. Yo, yeah, yeah. They put on sale, you know. And if I get bored looking through your sale list, like I've spent so much money on video games, and if I get bored looking through everything you're offering at a discount, like that you you messed up. Like you yeah. turned me away by giving me so much, and it sucks when you like load up, up like a- a- Ron. Yeah, when you load up the Switch, and it's like you know nine hundred and seventy two items on sale. It's like, dude, get the hell out of here! Like, like no, like I'm not looking through all that. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. I don't know if like it's. I'm like scared to say this idea out loud because like I don't want it to happen. But like there needs to be like creators or like some kind of like influencer who has like curated lists. Like there has to be some sort of better way to like discover games because it is it is so bad. I think the way to go about it. Is to just have. I, th- I think the the Colin and Greg years ago talked about this on Beyond, like a, like a panel of people that just curate things that come into the PSN. Yep. Because it's overflowing with absolute garbage. Same with Steam and same with like the eShop. Because the bar is so low to create a video game and put it out. Like so- the, the bar is super low. You're saying that hentai versus evil should not be on PSN. Is it good? Is it? it no, it, it fulfill... is. It is terrible. But I got the pl- one of the platinums in it. Dude, one of my favorite things like of all time is that I open Steam and I I have like the adult game like filter turned off, and when I look at the top sellers, no matter what, there is always an adult hentai game in the top sellers on Steam. Always. <laughs> I thought he was going to go with. I always have my adult game filter turned on, and for some reason, I can't see my library. It's just like <laughs> nice. It's just like uh did you guys watch that Netflix show uh I think you should leave? Like that sketch comedy show? No, with, actually with I just Tim heard Robinson. about that the other day. Uh it's really funny and like each episode is like 10 to 15 minutes. And it's just like sketch after sketch after sketch and like they know exactly when to dip out of something before you lose interest. And like it goes by really fast and it's just like absurdist humor, but there's like one sketch in the new season where it's like you know, those like appeals you'll watch on TV where it's just like Comcast is trying to get our channel eliminated. Call them and let them know that you want us around. Like it's one of those guys. But like the channel he's representing is called Coffin Floppers. <laughs> it's like it's literally just bodies falling out of coffins. <laughs> it's just him advocating. That's amazing. Sounds him awesome. advocating about how important it was. And they're like, they just keep saying we're not a show. We're just an endless stream of people falling out of their coffins. <laughs> and it's just him like trying to appeal to people to get them to uh to fight and petition for it. And like that's what it feels like going through like the PlayStation Network sale where it's just like here's a hundred dollars for in-game currency for some game you've never even heard of and it's just right. like come yeah. on guys um like they need to do that they need to like really get down like they're filtering i think that's probably the biggest issue where it, you like even if you select full playstation 4 games like it 
it doesn't show you all the PlayStation 4 games. And like, right. it's just, it's just, yeah. it, it doesn't make much sense. Um, so that was one frustration why I didn't play a lot of games this week. I played probably a half hour of the original Jack and Daxter on PlayStation 4 because I was in like a platforming mood still after getting the Ratchet and Clank 2016 and the Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart Platinums. I was like, oh, I'm not done jumping around and collecting things yet. I want to see how far this goes. Then I played like an hour of Jack and Daxter. I'm like, all right, I think I'm good for now. Now I'm no, done. <laughs> now I'm no, done wait. platforming. <laughs> Didn't you say also though that that was the first time you played Jack and Daxter? Yeah. Okay, this is gonna sound ridiculous. That series doesn't get good until the second game. <laughs> <laughs> I totally, I totally believe it. I completely, I completely believe it. Um, the series doesn't get good until the third third season. I swear. <laughs> well, also, I don't know. Like, I read you could like platinum the first game in like nine hours. Like that was like why I started. I'm like, all right, I've never checked out this series before. It'd be interesting to see what like what Naughty Dog was doing before Uncharted, and like between that and like Crash. And I was just like, yeah, from like a gaming history perspective, like I should play this game. It's just, it's just really outdated. Like it's just hard to play a game that is so purposefully 2002. Yeah. Yeah, in 2021, you know. Um, but in the in the second game, it turns into an open world shooter, which is ridiculous to say. Yeah, um, and then, then don't they go into like combat car? Yeah, that was that was Jackax. Jack I never played that, but it's funny because every once in a while, these games in the mid 2000s had like notoriously difficult levels. Like I think didn't the getaway? Yeah. Was the first driver had like the open tutorial area that was like super hard to get through, or something? Jack Two has these vehicles that you drive. It's like a hover bike almost from Star Wars, and there's a level that you have to get to it in a certain amount of time, and it's like notoriously almost impossible to do that. <laughs> and it, it turns a lot of people away. It's like halfway through the game too. It's just like the Battle Toads level of like the of, of the 3D gaming era. That's yeah. That's neat. Um, so I was a little frustrated with that. I'm going to go back and platinum it because like, it is so mindlessly fun. Like in that regard, like I'll totally give it up. And like, I generally like the art direction. So I'm going to check it out. But dude, honestly, I've watched the first two seasons of Baywatch since the last time I was on the podcast. (laughs) And that's been sucking up most of my free time. That's amazing. Uh, the first season is like amazing. Like the first season is surprisingly good. The second season really goes off the rails where like, one of the lifeguards has a concussion and like knocks himself out. And then he dreams that he finds Gilligan and Marianne from Gilligan's Island. Oh, wow. And then okay, just like the, the rest of the episode just like takes place in like a Gilligan's Island esque world. It's just, in, it's just insane. All right. Uh, but yeah, I cannot recommend the first season of Baywatch enough. The first episode's a little rough cause it's like a made for TV movie and it didn't get picked up. And then another network stepped in and they made some changes. But that's how I've been spending my free time lately, you know, productively. Yeah, exactly. How, how do you feel about the wonderful and much beloved Baywatch remake with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson? I really liked it. I actually wish it got, I think it deserved more due. I think it kind of came at like a weird apex of comics because that was like done the same way like 21 Jump Street was done. And like yep. it just seemed like they were trying to like, you know, keep riding like the revival train. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that movie should have been way bigger than it was. Uh, but let's just, you know, finish up with the, Elijah. What have you been playing lately? So really the two games I want to talk about are, I started Everspace, which I've I wanted to play too. for a while. And I really like it. 
I played it on Stadia. It sucks. I'm oh, sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have the words to continue after that. Um, no, I really like it. It is a like space combat game, but it's a roguelite. So like you get money and stuff while you're doing it. And then once you die, you can upgrade some stuff and then go back in, start your run again, rinse and repeat roguelite. Um, but I enjoyed my time with it. The big one I want to talk about is I played and beat the first run of Scarlet Nexus and I'm just about done with the second run of it. Um, there are two story routes and I did one route and I now I'm about done with the second route and that's how you get like the full story because you have these two characters that get separated at times you're learning like their perspective on certain things going on um, for example the one character goes in and talks with someone and it's kind of as a trick so they can record it and when you're because I played as the other character first, so I had no idea that was going on. When all of a sudden they just said, uh, guys, turn on the TV. And they do. And there's this video footage from that conversation. And now I'm playing around as the other person, and it showed me going in and planning, all right, we're going to do this. And then he goes in and has this conversation. And it's real. I love the story in this game. I, by the time I got to, uh, phase 10 of their 12 main phases I'm like I, I need to finish up and I need to see what happens here I heard uh, the ending is super long though like MGS 4 level of long it is very long it's not MGS 4 level but it is very long nothing's MGS 4 level long dude MGS 4 was like or MGS 3 well MGS 3 was okay MGS 3 had like Two hour long cutscenes that were split up by just cutscene end, next cutscene begins. Why was it split up like that? Um, Probably so you could go take a piss. <laughs> I imagine. I mean, that's, that's fair. In uh, Final Fantasy XIV, they're like, hey, there's a lot of content coming in the form of cutscenes. You should set aside a block of time. And that's how you know I'll come back to this tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. that That's exactly what happened to me last night. It's like, just so you know, uh, this dungeon is probably going to take a while. So uh, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to save it here and I'll do it tomorrow night after the podcast because I'll have plenty of time before I go to bed. Uh, I'm on the final fight of Heaven's Ward. Nice. Um, George, what were you saying? Uh, I was going to say the two character perspective is like such an awesome idea. Yeah, um, and it works out really well. I wish more games would do this. I wish more movies would do this, honestly, where it's like you get like a pseudo sequel kind of, you know, <laughs> like it's yeah. almost like an ex- mm-hmm. expansion pack for the movie you just saw. Uh, I think that's so clever. And like that makes me want to check the game out. I am not the target audience for this game, but like just the fact that they're trying something like that. I'm like, oh, God, I'm, I'm interested. You're getting your little hooks in me, guys. This game is just, anime AF. Yeah, just just wait, because the gameplay is super fun. But it's a Bandai Namco game, so like, like I'm gonna wait until it's twenty bucks. It'll be twenty bucks in three months. Yeah. So. Um. But it's like super good. The gameplay is fantastic. I I love the story. I love the characters. Right now, this is kind of like Resident Evil is still my game of the year. But this crept a lot closer to that than I ever thought it would. I love this game. I'm going for the Very platinum, cool. and I highly think it's worth playing. 
can you believe that 2021 is over halfway over? Right. So, I'm still not convinced it's not March 2020. So. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really strange. Oh, I'm not talking about a talk- doki doki literature plot twist. It's actually still March 2020. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it yet since I didn't beat it, but I am playing one of my three backlog games. You guys made your three backlog games on the podcast, to which I responded and said, I'm going to do three as well. And I'm currently playing Ninja Gaiden Sigma on my Vita. I don't think I was here for that episode. And thus, I had no idea what was going on. George. Yeah. Yeah, it was like just us one night and we like didn't we weren't really sure what the what the topic would be. Yeah, Andy, too. That was super fun. Um. Uh, so I'll I'll just put it out there since no one else heard of that. My three games are Ninja Gaiden Sigma, The Born Conspiracy, and Shadow Hearts. I love that Born Conspiracy pick. I played a couple chapters of it back in the day. I'm like, this is fun. And I must have gotten distracted or something. Just never continued. Now, Elijah, when you say you're in the final fight of Heaven's Ward, are you in the final fight of Heaven's Ward or the Heaven's Ward patches? Big difference. I, I let me put it this way: when the card, like the card, comes up for like Heaven's Ward two two, which I think is for a trophy or that, which is the final Heaven's Ward, I'm ninety six percent of the way through. That means so little to me. Um, <laughs> I am at Azusla, and I'm at the very end, like. Everyone, like Ishtola and Istinian and everything, is like, we'll hold them back, you go. Okay, that's the final fight of the, the Heaven's Ward base game. Yeah. And then you still got the, the patches to go yeah. through, which are really yeah. fun. Yeah, okay. I, I always consider the patches, like, just, like, 0.5. Yeah. So, like, it, I, I'm at the end of Heaven's Ward, but I haven't started, like, the 0.5 yet. Yeah. I haven't worked on the epilogue yet. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. The the 40-hour epilogue. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, Dory, right. here it gets really good at hour 38. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. I, I, lo- I loved Heaven's Ward. I, I love that expansion. Yeah. Heaven's Ward's great. It's essentially Final Fantasy 4, but in 3D form. I think all um, the DLC is on sale on PlayStation right now. Probably is because like, the I think, new expansions coming out. I think you could get like Heaven's Word and uh, like Stormbringer, right? Shadow Stormblood, Sh- yeah, Stormblood Sh- or Shadowbringer. You would only can... you you only need to get one of them. I think you get them both for like thirty five bucks. Um, That's probably a marketing thing because if you buy Shadowbringers, you get all the previous DLC with it. Even Heaven's Word. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I'll just buy so, that then. That's. A... Oh, there's there is one thing I want to talk about before we close up the show. The, the everyone, I see everyone talking about Pokemon Unite, but no one talking about how Pokemon Unite is 100% pay to win. So I have seen some people talking about it. Yeah. And yeah, it, it is definitely pay to win, but apparently it takes like so much money to do it. Well, I watched. <laughs> Are you guys familiar with Moist Critical? Nope. He nope. is this old school YouTuber. He's He's one of the top channels on YouTube. Um, and he's one of the top streams as well, but he's like so funny, dude. When you watch his like videos and stuff, he's got this really dry, deep voice. Um, and he was just sitting there playing Pokemon. Wait, wait, sorry, his, sorry, his name is Moist Critical. Yes, 
and he has a dry <laughs> voice. Okay, just wanted yes. to make sure. Yes. The irony. Okay. He's got this really deep voice. Like you know, like, like, he's part Asian, and sometimes, like it seems like like the, the genetics work out weird, and people with Asian backgrounds get like a really deep voice. That's him, and he's super super funny. I can't speak highly enough about this guy's content. Um, but he realized that you could pay for upgrades in Pokemon Unite, and he's like, well, let's just see how far this goes. And he just kept buying, for like two hours straight, just kept buying upgrades until he couldn't upgrade anymore, and then went in and was just one-shotting their whole team, just absolutely massacring them. He said he spent like three or four hundred dollars on it. After all, all was said and done. That's <laughs> they uh they announced like a new Magic the Gathering expansion exclusively for Arena. And it's like really exciting because like it's just digital cards that could not exist physically like on paper. And so like that got my attention because it's like a master set where it's like a completely curated set where it's like them trying to like sort of put their thumbs on the scales for like the meta and introduce some changes. But like the set is like 700 something cards. And it's Whoa. like, dude, do you have any idea how many packs you'd have to buy? Because like, there's no like, there's no easy, cheap way to like grind. Like, you you just get like a couple packs, you know, or you can spend money and buy a hundred packs. And even then, like, yeah, the way like there's like there's no dusting system, but there is like a, every time you open a pack of cards, you have like these wheels that fill, and you can use those to create these things called wild cards, which then can become any card but they're all for the different rarities. So there's like a mythic wild card, a rare uncommon and common. And it's just like, you have to open so many packs to be able to get rares and like all the good lands are rares. And that doesn't even get into like all the good spells that are also rares. So you just have to constantly be opening packs to get the wild cards to create the cards that you were not lucky enough to get by cracking packs. And it's like, it was hard enough in a set that had like 200 cards yeah to get the ones you wanted and so just 700 cards is just ridiculous like so many again like it's just the the greed is just so apparent magic wizards of the coast yeah yep yeah see i'm not i've really not liked what wizards of the coast has done in the last five years with with D D and with magic and I haven't played Magic, but I just keep hearing all these awful things about like Magic the Gathering, and it just seems like they're very—I'll I'll call them wallet bleeders. Yeah, that's that's yeah, a fair way yeah, to put it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of money hungry, last Tuesday Final Fantasy fourteen was down for maintenance, and I was like, oh, I want something to play to scratch my Final Fantasy itch. So I was like, you know what? I haven't played Dissidia since it came out. So I popped into City of Entity. I'm like, I wonder if it's still as bad as it was back then. Yep. So I went and I was looking at like the, the skins for the characters and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, they have Yistrola's new Shadowbringer skin. How much is it? I looked, dude, it is $15 for just the skin of Yistrola. Yep. Just the skin that, is $15. That's actually cheap compared to most games where you buy skins for characters, which is the crazy thing disgusting yeah yeah it is disgusting yeah and if you're if you're listening and you think that's not that bad i really like this character that's great like i I don't mean to tell you how to like spend your money but keep in mind that like most games are 60 dollars. so think of everything you're getting for the cost of the game 
And then keep in mind, you're getting one costume for a quarter of what you paid for the entire game. Yes. Like, that's yeah. that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And it sucks because the game's not even good. <laughs> yeah. The game sucks. Yeah. And, like, Square Enix just will not let this, like, esports fad thing go because they're doing it with Final Fantasy VII now. With, like, they're making, like, an arena shooter. I'm actually like, really excited about this one. Dude, it's not what the Final Fantasy fans want, though. Like, Nope. I wasn't asking for it. I'm going to play the crap out of it. No, they want a Crisis Core HD, right? Like, that's what Final yes, Fantasy fans Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and they're making Crisis Core, uh, they're remaking it as a phone game. <laughs> they just Square Enix, is, it's, it's always like one really cool step forward, and they tumble down the staircase. My favorite was Square Enix said they would think about bringing the Final Fantasy 1 through 6 pixel remasters to console if there was enough demand for them. Oh my and, god. And it's like, everybody knows, like, what do you mean if there's enough demand? Literally everybody is asking for this. And you gave us what literally nobody was asking for. Dude, I, I really just want to go to Square Headquarters and like get the executives in a room and just beat them all up. <laughs> and just beat them all up. Like, not like viciously like I'm attack the them, now. but like bully them. <laughs> like start stuffing their heads in the, in the toilets and whatnot. I'd be like, you've ruined. 20 years of my life with Kingdom Hearts. I'm sick of it. I don't know. But what was I saying? Oh, yeah, Dissidia. Dissidia, they were, like had two great PSP games, and they brought them to modern consoles, and they're like, you know what people want? A 3v3 esports game. Yep. And then, and like, oh, it didn't sell well. It got really bad reception. Uh, we're cutting the Dissidia line. No, no more Dissidia games. And it's like, I'm telling you what, buddy, these wedgies are coming. If you want a game that's like in that fashion, just play Gundam Versus. Yeah, like Gundam Versus, Gundam Versus is for is, is for all intents and purposes just three D Dissidia. Yeah. By the Gundam way, George, Versus we should play Gundam Versus soon. I am just so bad at that game, but yeah, we should. It's fine. I I played Gundam Versus on PS3 and PS4, and it's it's okay. And like, I don't want it's, that yeah, game. I want like edge. I want a story based like Gundam Unicorn game, basically, or like Hathaway's Flash, like whatever they want to like adapt into a game i want like a good gundam campaign i don't want like a metaverse fighter you know but yeah it's amazing you gotta, you gotta support what you can it's amazing that gundam is so big despite bandai's awful way of marketing gundam yep and the merchandise for gundam like well it seems like it's in capable hands in the west now because like i'm I see, like it feels like netflix is just like the the shepherd of the brand now, like still more series are available on Hulu than they are on, on Netflix. But I assume that's just like existing deals that are probably not going to get renewed. And like those shows are probably going to shift like, uh, like Gundam wing is on Hulu, but not Netflix, but like the original movies have been like remastered and like resubbed and stuff. And like, those are on Netflix and they've got unicorn and they've got Gundam. The origin, I think like it is, I can't remember oh, yeah, which is on which and which is on the other. Um, like they're making the live action Gundam movies. So like I assume that they're just gonna be the destination going forward. God. So hopefully give it the brand recognition it deserves, and then like there will be more demand for cool games. But yeah, like it's just I I just want you to think about how long it's gonna be until we get that live action Gundam movie, considering it's being made by the person who's doing the live action Metal Gear Solid movie. Alright, so never. <laughs> so never. Okay, great. I don't know. I mean, there's like already a shot for shot version of Metal Gear Solid that he has a lot of inspiration to draw from, you know, like pretty sure there's like legit storyboards that he could just be like, what if we just did this? 
I mean, do you guys think it's going to be an original story, or do you think he's going to no, it, Shadow, it's gonna be, Shadow Moses, right? It's going to be the Shadow Moses story, I'm, I'm yeah. betting. It, it's going to be very interesting in movie form, because it doesn't matter what game or that, when they bring it to a movie format, they will change the story up to make it easier for the common viewer to get into the movie. So hmm. what's that going to do for Metal Gear Solid? All right, Elijah, carry us home. I got to pick up my girlfriend so she doesn't get stabbed by a crackhead down the street. So, and before they steal more packages, uh, I decided to look at our good friend Austin's Steam profile, which first up, uh, apparently he decided to use a an achievement from Doom as the main thing on his page. So when you go, it just says toxic in big letters. You're toxic. Thanks, Britt. Come slipping over. <laughs> so you see you see this chat on the side of Zencaster. Here is Austin's review for from December 10th, 2012, Terraria. <laughs> Seth, why don't you read this for me? Okay, how do I how do Oh my god. Ermagerd, it's a razoring. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Now, Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it gets better. It gets so much better. George, for you, I want you to read from May 5th, 2013. Austin reviewed Star Wars Battlefront 2. You ready for this? Get this game because it's awesome. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, also, as, in, just as so an English know, major, that like really that sentence hurts my feelings. Just so, <laughs> so people know, the words "get" and "it" are the only things spelled correctly. Uh, another one of my favorites is his newest one from June fourth, twenty seventeen, for the game Vanquish. This oh, game was game. crafted by God. <laughs> <laughs> he has a very long like he has those reviews and then he has this very long write-up for arma as if it were an article <laughs> it's three paragraphs and that's was, in between this game was crafted by god and get this game because it's awesome how is he the no first one of us to be engaged like it doesn't make sense like how, how, is he, <laughs> how is he convinced another person first that like they should spend the rest of their life with him <laughs> like, that's pretty sweet also um we're pretty sure austin owns more games on steam than all of us combined yeah, he, he, has, he has 516. That's like 325 DLC. That's like how many PlayStation games I have across Vita, PlayStation, like PSP, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and now PlayStation 5. That's 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 impressive. Well, I can tell you I have 56. Elijah, how many do you have? I have 250. Because we're not friends because you never added me on Steam, which is really nice. It's really cool. Uh, and then Coach here. Honestly, I'm not on friend. Steam enough. I had oh, no idea we weren't friends. Coach has 165 games. So That's pretty impressive. So, yeah. Coach I think I'm GB Loftus. I think I have, like, maybe 11 games. Coach played 158 hours of Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. That's more hours. Well, than now we know what to talk him. to him about the next <laughs> podcast. So, uh, Coach. 
what were you doing? <laughs> oh, and uh, perfect thing for Steam Deck. That would be perfect for me to play more Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Because that's something I would want to play handheld more. All right. Do you want to pay it? Or do you want to play it for $400? I mean, if if that was the only thing I was going to play, then it would be different. But that's just one of the games that like that. I want to play the Stalker games. I'll totally oh, play yeah. those on Steam Deck. I have there are apparently three of them, and apparently each of them are like 40 hours, which I did not see coming. Um, it's just all right. We're going really long, and I'm really sorry, Austin. And I'm really yeah. sorry, Seth. I know you guys got to go soon, but like, there was the whole like PlayStation VR 2 reveal, like for the controllers or whatever. And like, yeah. my first my first assumption was that Half Life Alex was coming to PlayStation, right? Because like, those just looked like it's HTC Vive was like the the Valve headset, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like they look just like that I'm like alright it's like those types of intense games are going to be compatible and then I got really optimistic thinking like oh maybe this will usher in a new era of Valve on console games and then like I see the Steam Deck and I'm like oh, like no it's not happening <laughs> like I just want to play Portal 2 on my Playstation 5 like just update yeah. just upgrade remaster Portal and Portal 2 and Half-Life 2 how has it never been possible to get a trophy playing Half-Life it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, I think that about wraps it up this week. You guys have any closing comments, concerns? I'm I'm going to go buy some cigarettes. Uh, I'll just say uh, on August 11th, I am doing a birthday stream on my Twitch, and I'm going in to in your stream... birthday suit. What up? What up? Twitch won't let me. Otherwise, I would in a heartbeat. Uh, and I'm going tub. to be playing Corpse Party Blood Drive. Cool. Very doing cool. terrible voice acting for it. All right, guys. Okay. George, anything? Uh, no, I'm going to go buy cigarettes. That's, that's, all right. That's all Very I got. good. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need. All right. Well, guys, remember to follow us wherever you're listening to the podcast and leave us a review if it is available to you. And uh, write us in some questions at bit.ly slash frame skip q that's bit.ly slash frame skip q um and until next time i guess we'll see you guys next week take care and uh, play smoochies smoochies